I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We with keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. Today is Tuesday, April 30th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. What's good, Yaya? It is our final episode of the season. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Final episode, lucky number 13, y'all. Yes, 13 episodes, one whole season. Amazing. Right. So many connections, amazing guests. It's just been, it's been great. It has been great. This this has been a whirlwind. Absolutely. Like just finishing up seminary, yep. starting Real Talk on God Talk with Truth. This yeah. this has been great. And we got some stuff cooking for y'all. Yeah, you know, we always thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, thinking ahead for season two. We do have some good stuff coming. Like this season was deep. Next season we're going even deeper. Yeah. Getting a little more controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, not controversial. Just Talk about the real issues. Yeah, more food for thought, you know. I think we we made that really clear when we first started Real Talk and God Talk. Like, we're not trying to give answers. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to ask the questions and, you know, have the conversation with us. And so, hopefully, y'all love Real Talk and God Talk. And y'all will tell a friend to join us on season two. Tell them to go back. Right. Listen, all of season Listen one. Season one, we found our swag. Exactly. You know, we found our little, <laughs> our dynamic, what we're trying to do here. Exactly. And season two is only going up from there. So. Yeah. So Keep I'm looking forward to, to it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what's up? What's up, Yaya? How you feeling? Um, how am I feeling? I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm neither here nor there. Yeah, for you. It's like I'm just experiencing things coming at me. Graduation yeah. coming up. Okay, cool. Got to move. Okay, cool. Mm, Got to find a job. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, anything else you want to just pile on? Just yeah, keep on papers piling do. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. Whatever. Yeah. You can tell me anything right now, and I'm just with the shits. Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I feel you. I think I'm full senioritis mode, like, for a few months now. <laughs> and so, like, it's kicking in, like, graduation and excited and and i think how you're supposed to feel at this this stage right where like you're excited and unsure and nervous and uncertain and all this and the third but i choose to be happy <laughs> i am happy <laughs> <laughs> i hear that i choose to yeah be happy. i choose to be happy okay. because you know what we got through it and uh, i am very aware that even being in like uh higher education and being able to get my master's is a privilege. And so I'm be strolling across that stage, man. Oh, <laughs> and then, yeah? yeah, I'll be I'll be super happy. Like I'm just be super happy like walking across that stage for like being able to have like my family there to like see that. Especially like my parents who have worked so hard, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure like their kids had even more than they did. I'm excited. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. So Okay, so we're talking about graduation so much, and, yeah. you know, that's the most obvious ending yep. that is coming both of our ways. But there's a lot of other things kind of ending at this time of the year as well. Um, you know, for those of you on a lease apartment, that lease will be, <laughs> that up, lease soon. Will be up soon. <laughs> and you have to get right, out. you got to get out. Um, I'm sure quite a few of you 
should be ending some of your relationships <laughs> <laughs> because the summer's coming and you know how that right goes. cuffing season <laughs> is done. Exactly. It's done it's done it's done you don't need that warm body no more right so uh yeah so all that is to say you know all these endings mm-hmm. in the atmosphere it got me thinking like you gotta approach endings intentionally Absolutely. If you're not mm. like intentional with your endings, whatever this new beginning is leading to, yeah, it could be a little janky. And so, yeah. my question for you this week, Truth, is how do you how are you approaching the endings in your life? Is there like a particular ending mm-hmm. that is meaningful to you right now, or like just in general, whatever? I am actually ending one of the like one of my jobs that I have as like a chapel minister, and because that experience for me has been so like fantastic it's just been great um i think the best way for me to end it is like celebrating it and so i think for me endings like when it when it's stuff like this like that ending yeah i just want to celebrate it because i i had the opportunity to learn so much learn from many people and even when it was hard to still know that i had a team behind me that was like pushing and rooting and then when it was my turn to push and root like i was doing the same and so there's no other way for me to end that but to celebrate it and to flip that page. And I know, like, some people were like, you know, because, like, school is ending, you know, your friends, stuff like that. Listen, we're 2019. You know what else I'm ending? <laughs> I'm ending dealing with y'all, okay? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And listen, it's 2019. You got my number, call me. You know what I mean? We could FaceTime, we could hook up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll but you're done eat. with this. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's not that I'm cool with it. I think I did everything I, I came here to do for seminary, and I'm ready. I'm ready for that next step. I'm cool. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, to know that you did what you were supposed to come here and do, I love that because I feel like I, I don't have any regrets about, man, I should have done this, I should have done that. No, I'm good. Blessed for the connections that I made. Blessed to even be able to say that while in seminary, we got a podcast off the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And to see its growth, I can't ask for nothing more. Mm. Nah, what about you? Um, Let's see, endings. I have so much ending right now. Let's get on the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm in chaplaincy right now. I'm like in a chaplaincy training type program. So, yeah. Every Tuesday, I am at... It's it's like a group training kind of where yeah. we where we all talk about our experiences and our internships together. Oh, okay. So it's like a group of like about let's call it five to seven women, mm-hmm. and we're all women, oh, wow. racially diverse, okay. um, diverse in terms of age, mm-hmm. socioeconomic class, mm-hmm. uh, religious background. Yeah, we all come and we sit in a circle and we talk about our inter personal dynamics oh wow okay and it gets awkward i'm sure so every tuesday (laughs) for the last like you know last semester yeah 15 weeks i think so yeah Yeah, for the past 15 weeks we have had to talk about our feelings and how we feel about what's happening in our lives Mm. how other people in the group have made us feel when they say something that we don't like we have to call it out oh man like it gets it gets yeah of course yeah but as I come to the end of this, like, period, I'm realizing how much I'm going to miss it. Mm. I have never been in a space, like, you know, being at school, we talk about creating these intentional spaces, these quote-unquote safe spaces. Yeah. I don't think 
I've ever been in a place in an academic type setting yeah. where I've actually felt safe of the way I'm. I felt there. Wow. Like it's a place where I can kind of bring anything to the table, any part of myself, mm. my mental health, yeah. my physical health, my, you know, my reality as a black woman yeah. in America walking the street. Yeah. Dealing with the people I'm talking to right yeah, now yeah. and and speak candidly about it. That space makes room for anything that any of us have to bring to the table Mm -hmm. and it's a space of like all women Mm -hmm. racially diverse like it's just i've never experienced anything like that yeah and i'm really gonna miss it as it comes to an end and so i think for me when i'm thinking about like new beginnings it's like i'm gonna miss it yeah but i'm looking for ways to recreate that openness and that acceptance and that like truthfulness yeah in new spaces that I step into, even like spaces that aren't ordained for that. And so it's yeah. like when I walk into the bank mm. and the bank teller says something that's a little off yeah. to one of the patrons, do I have the courage to tell the truth and say, you know, when you said that, it made me feel X, Y, Z. And I just felt like it was inappropriate at the time mm-hmm. to not take it further to to not get angry, right. but to just kind of maintain the curiosity and like make room for mm-hmm. for continued connection with people. Right, right. And it's like if I can take that into other spaces, then I'm good money. Yeah, yeah. But for right now, I'm really sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, those spaces are hard to find, right? Yeah. Like anywhere. Like not even right. Not yeah. even like honestly, you love your friends to death, of course. but your friends know a certain side of you, have expectations of you, yeah. family even more so. Than oh friends. yeah, of course. And so yeah. it's like to find a place where I can where the people don't really know me and I yeah. can just bring what I have to the table, that that's different and special. And Absolutely. Yeah. It it forces you into that space of, like, being so real right away because like, you ain't got time to, like, right. get to know each other, you know? And that's why we're here. Yeah, like, exactly. It, and it, it's really given me tools to kind of, like, just as opposed to jumping towards anger when someone says something to me, yeah. just maintain curiosity. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take that. That's that's my ending. I like that, maintain yeah. curiosity. I dig it. Okay, so uh, moving on to the rundown. What do the people have to look forward to on this episode? In God and the World, we'll be talking about the latest Yale research study in which scientists successfully revived cellular activity in the brain of a pig hours after its death and what the story has to tell us about what it means to be truly alive. Franken piggy, you say? (laughs) After that weirdish story about pigs being raised from the dead, we'll get into even stranger territory. Get ready, y'all. Kanye West is starting a church, and the internet are losing its collective mind. But I thought we canceled Kanye. Well, we did. Kinda. And that's what we'll be talking about today. For the Real Talk Question of the Week, we're considering cancel culture and whether the phenomenon is a way for the public to demand accountability from its leaders or if it's just another way for us to point the finger without retribution. It seems like every day the court of public opinion cancels a new celebrity for reasons ranging from thoughtlessness to bad behavior to downright bigotry. But whatever happened to judge not, lest you be judged? When we participate in cancel culture, how do we know if we're holding our community accountable or if we're just being plain old judgmental? Next, Yaya will be taking you through Keeping Time and the Moon Reading, followed by Community Pastoral Care, 
where we'll be responding to a listener who is conflicted about whether or not she's morally obligated to share her limited funds with, with panhandlers who asked on her daily commute. Franken Piggy! Franken Piggy! Franken Piggy! Scientists at Yale have brought the dead back to life and created a Franken piggy. It's like saying Franken piggy. <laughs> well, I mean, considering our whole uh, our whole thing is God talk, wouldn't it be Lazarus piggy? But a boom. <laughs> You're so funny, Pastor Truth. So right, my corny church jokes. <laughs> That's besides the point, right? The point is that for a God in the world. We'll be taking a look at the results of scientific research coming out of Yale University. According to Reuters, researchers succeeded in restoring basic cellular activity in pigs' brains hours after their deaths. The researchers hope that continued tests will one day lead to advances in treating ailments like human stroke and brain injuries. That's a plus. Right? Yeah. So. so this is a pretty big deal. Um, it sounds like they're just a few steps away from doing the unthinkable, bringing the dead back to life. Mm. Now, that would be a game changer. That's a game changer. (laughs) That's wild. But, I mean, let's clarify, right? The researchers have been super intentional in terms of ethics, or at least that's what they claim. And they say they make every effort to ensure that they don't go into that ethical gray area of creating life. And so they were very specific in saying that restored brain activity is good and it's useful for making medical advances and treating diseases, but that's not the same as consciousness or life. So big difference. Right. So basically, scientists were able to take dead matter and restore brain activity, but not necessarily consciousness itself. Gotcha. So trickier concepts like consciousness and life... Those are officially still off the table mm-hmm. as things that are man-made. Yeah. Only God is creating consciousness and life at this point. Gotcha. Not yeah. that the researchers said that, but that's my opinion. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, right? And so while the scientific discovery of the story is, like, really interesting that they were able to even get, like, brain activity and, like, I'm assuming, like, brain waves of the pigs, um, I think the real value of the story is in the message it has to tell us about the importance of knowing the difference between life, like real conscious full life and just meaningless activity. Truth is right. Uh, The distinction that scientists make between quote-unquote life and brain activity is an important one. Every day we run around accepting meeting invites on our calendars, eating, shopping, and shitting. (laughs) Taking care of our families, bosses, and friends, and partying on the weekend if we can. Mm -hmm. But do these signs of activity truly indicate that you're living? You know, like, hands out, hair in the wind, you know, sun on your face, living? No, not at all. (laughs) So, you may show enough brain activity to, like, go through the motions and stuff like that, but that's not real life. Right, real life is about making connections and growing in consciousness. And so this week, uh, with God in the world, we wanted to offer you the opportunity to consider life more deeply. Right? For one day, just try to not just go through your activities for the sake of just doing them. Don't go through the motions. Instead, enjoy it, explore, and be totally present no matter what you're doing. 
try to do more than just be active or just busy, but actually make the choice of being consciously alive. Yeah. You know, it can be something as simple as when you stop for coffee on your morning commute, really take a look at the barista who's serving you. You know, mm-hmm. what color is their hair? Do they favor anyone you know? Mm-hmm. When you take your first sip, don't just mindlessly guzzle it down in search of caffeine. Right. Like, really enjoy the aroma. Mm. You know? Mm. Just take it in. Take it in, yeah. yeah. Taste the bitter, taste the sweet. Mm-hmm. If you can, maybe do something kind. Bring in one for a coworker who might need it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do with your week, just know that life is more than mere activity. Real life, real true life, is about taking in the experience of it all. All right, y'all. So, per usual, it's story time. Okay, so I'm in my bed, minding my business, sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to mind your business. (laughs) Right. You know, regular degla, and my phone starts going off. Like, I mean, not just one text. I'm talking about back-to-back text, 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 Blowing up. Blowing up and blowing mine, right? Mm. And so my phone's going crazy, and I'm like, okay, let me just see what's going on, right? And so I check it thinking that something big is either happening with my family, my friends, you know, some news is out, whatever. I look down, and of course, it's the girl chat. (laughs) Oh, man. My little text group. And what news do I wake up to find? And I quote, get ready for the newest cult, y'all. Kanye West is starting a church. (laughs) You know I have to chuckle. Like, these chicks are stupid. Right. (laughs) However, there's something to that. Because should that be a real life sentence? Kanye West is starting a church. When you felt like it wasn't fake news no more. <laughs> right. <laughs> they right. wasn't joking. <laughs> right. Not right. fake news. Right. So, you know, I go check the internet, do my thing. Yeah. And I'm sure by now many of you have seen the videos, right? Kanye West, a.k.a. Jesus himself, is now hosting what he's termed as Sunday service. So um, I'll say it's like a little conflation. So he was doing Sunday services at Coachella. Right. When mm-hmm. that was going on. But even before that, um, back from January, like January mm-hmm. he's been doing these Sunday services yeah. where, like, he gets his group of, like, rich and famous mm-hmm. friends, colleagues, whatever. Yeah. And they they do these, like, vaguely religious services, quote unquote. Yeah. And, like, so it's either, I believe, at some somewhere on his property or in, like, other places. And from what I've heard is, like... It's invite only. Oh, so, that's yeah. exclusive. Exactly. So it's like invite only. And before they go in to wherever the place is, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Um, so I don't know how for like the private ones, some like some some of them got leaked. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, they do sign like a non-disclosure agreement. And then obviously the one for Coachella was, you Public. know. Yeah. So. Okay. Right. So from what we've seen in the videos... It's kind of like Kanye doing his Kanye thing, yeah, but church style, right? <laughs> so he's rapping, he's yelling, he's crying. He's got his mix of choir people, mm-hmm. famous friends, family. We'll call them followers for <laughs> lack of a better term. Uh, you know, he's got his current 
aesthetic of like homeless chic going mm-hmm. on. I don't I don't know what you want to call it. Muted color palettes like he's got his full Kanye thing going. They want in pajamas. Just say it. <laughs> but just add church to the mix. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's it. Yeah. DMX I think was one was yeah, there he was one there. week praying and yeah. carrying on. Uh Chance the Rapper is on video one time yeah. like proclaiming Jesus Christ is Lord yeah, on a hill. Yeah. Like it's intense. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's like it's a lot of imagery yeah. and like it's a lot of things going on yeah. with these Sunday services. Um, it seems like in general the whole message is that Kanye has found salvation, redemption. I don't know, something. Something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> something. You found something. So of course, right? The blogs are eating it up. Yeah. Like they like the internet is eating it up. I'm seeing comments like, my church never been that lit. Mm-hmm. Or, oh shoot, looks like Kanye went back to his roots and caught the spirit. <laughs> Even people were like, if my church was like that, I would go more often. Mm. Man, right. so you wouldn't go. If- <laughs> right. You wouldn't go to your church if it was burning on fire. Exactly. You had to like, <laughs> you had you, to you like water it down. Get out of here. You'd be fine. <laughs> right, but anyway. It really got me thinking, isn't Kanye supposed to be canceled? Like, what happened? Right? And so, of course, Mm -hmm. I had to see what Truth had to say about the matter. And we thought it would be good to have a deeper conversation um, with you all in the Real Talk and God Talk community. First, about this whole Church of Kanye thing, because that's a whole beast in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) And then also about the phenomenon of cancel culture. Mm. Like, um, what is it, as well as the Real Talk question of the week? As spiritually aware people, mm-hmm. when we participate in cancel culture, how do we know if we're holding our community accountable or if we're just being plain old judgmental? First, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> Your boy Kanye West has a church or wants to have a church or right. does Sunday service or whatever he does. <laughs> He's doing it. What do you think about it? <laughs> Look, Listen. everybody's shaking their head and laughing. No words even coming out. Just that's mad. all we can do is just shake head our head. shaking and laughing. Right. That's okay. Um, I don't. I think Kanye West is probably one of the last people who should be having a church. <laughs> right. And that's just me being real. Like, so not to take anything away from what I think he's doing. So, like, from his Sunday service, because I think, like he said, music is very powerful. Kanye's faith has always been a part of his music. Like he's, you remember, he did like Jesus walks, and then like he's he's always talking about God in one form or another right. in like throughout all his like albums. Jesus, yeah, like I am a God, <laughs> yeah. And so what they were saying is like when they asked when they asked Kim about it, his his wife, they were like, you know, is it gonna be a sermon and blah blah blah, and she was like, no, there's no praying, no sermon, just music. And it's because Kanye knows the effects that music has and he wants to be able to bring people to Jesus using music <clears throat> and using the arts. I love your Kim Kardashian voice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I would have seen me because I had the whole little Yeah, she had like too. a little Kim K swag going, but okay. <laughs> right? So, all right. Here's the thing for me. Music is very powerful. I'm very well aware of that. All the research in the world will tell you that music is the one thing that involves the entire brain. So whenever you listen to music, play music, 
anything like that, your entire brain, right and left hemisphere, is literally working, right? Mm-hmm. There's very few things in the world that actually does that, and music is one of them, right? Okay. How we feel when music is played, whether it causes goosebumps, causes us emotion, makes us happy, makes us cry, chills, all of that. Like, that's just what music does. Sound, that's what that does. So I'm not going to take anything away from Kanye because I respect his music. And I think sonically, he is very creative. However, my issue with Kanye saying he wants to start a church is that it seems he is the end-all, be-all to that church. He is the worship. He is the sermon. And he is the church. That's where my issue lies. Mm-hmm. Where, what is the doctrine? <laughs> what, what, what are people buying into essentially when they're going to this church? Like, like we just so we just gathering to hear music, like or like if you're saying you're just gathering people for an experience. Okay, listen, we all seen the videos. Okay, it looked like a cult. Cold thing of thing, man. It looked like a cult. I'm like they all drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> I mean, you say cult, I say. Dope ass concert where we all dress the same and maybe worship Kanye. <laughs> Colts. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like it it was just interesting to me because I'm like, I don't know, this when I heard of this, I was like, I was appalled. I was I was appalled. <laughs> okay. You know, because I okay. was like, hey, you must stop playing with God's name. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, his wife said that. It was, it is going to be a Christian church. So it's very explicit when you're saying, right. like, this is not just any old church. This is a Christian church. And what they want is to bring people to Jesus. Right. That's, really that's, that's really specific, that's real especially sp- when the culture of Christianity right now, like mainline, mainstream mm-hmm. Christianity, is to not necessarily proclaim the name of Jesus, to be more, you know, like, palatable right. for everyone, right? Yeah. And so for. Kim K and Kanye to straight up say Jesus Christ like yeah. not they're not being vague. I think that has that that's relevant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so as these Sunday services have started as being just like you know invite only, and now you want to open it up to like other people, right? Like okay, I don't I don't think it's necessarily bad to have services where it is just music. You could have that. Go ahead. I think music is very powerful and music could be used to that because music is used to evoke emotion. My problem is just that where he is the center of attention. And then furthermore, is like you're selling merchandise mm. with like Holy Spirit on it and this, that, and the third, and it's like $250. And this is not me saying exclusive like to Kanye. Any church who would do that, I'm looking at you funny, like period. Like that's just, it's the principle. Like, I don't think Kanye's in a position to be leading anyone mm. based on his actions in the past. And, you know, the, I think in an article that I read, it was like, you know, he knows what it's like to be, like, lost and, and like, hurt and who else better to help. Yeah, not necessarily hurt, hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, no... I understand that this music, when you see it, it's beautiful what he's doing. And sonically, it sounds amazing. And I think for him, that's his therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. That don't mean we got to be invited to it. Like, right. that's just it. like Keep that as a solo <laughs> endeavor. Exactly. Like, that's that's perfectly cool. That's you. And that's it. I just... Right. Yeah. Okay. So, it seems like unequivocally, <laughs> truth is not with it. Nope, the church of Kanye can go that way. <laughs> exactly. So, funny enough, 
when I first started hearing about it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel too strongly about it. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just kind of like, okay, Kanye been doing... Yeah, he been doing like, wild stuff. Like you said, from the very beginning of his discography, mm-hmm. he has had a very theological like theme to his music. Yeah, absolutely. He's always talking about God, the devil, salvation, redemption, you know, sin. Like that has like been the nuts and bolts of his music the yeah, whole time. Absolutely. So that's not surprising to mm-hmm. me. Like Kanye clearly grew up in the black church. Yeah. Clearly that had like even if not an actual like belief in God or Jesus yeah. is hasn't been his foundation. Musically, sonically, cultural-wise, aesthetically, the black church is clearly his foundation. Absolutely. Like, point blank, period. And so, like, this isn't too surprising to me. Um, Yeah. And at first, I I was like, okay. He said that he wants to, like, open up or, like, lead people to Jesus through the arts. Yeah. I think that's cool. You know, whatever. I think many people want to do that. Right. That doesn't mean he needs to. (laughs) (laughs) I... I think that where it started to be, like, a little iffy for me mm-hmm. is when I actually started watching the videos. And mm. so hearing about it is one thing. Yeah, yeah. But when you watch but it. But when you, and I can only imagine experiencing it, right? And so it's like, it really looks like a cool concert to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. a former Kanye fan. I won't call yeah, myself yeah. a fan anymore. I'm yeah. going to say, like, I respect his music now. Yeah. But, like, it looks like a cool concert. Like, the music is on. It's like, when popping. you watch it, when you hear those snares hit, like, it's good send chills through you. The amazing. choir clearly is just skilled. And and that's, that's what he music knows is what supposed to do. Right? Yeah. And so I can tell that when you're there, it looks like it's possible to catch a spirit. I'm not going to say the spirit. <laughs> right? And <laughs> you not catch a, something. Right. Not a spirit in, like, I'm not trying to make it, like, a negative way. Like, yeah, an no, evil no. spirit or mm-hmm. something like that. I just mean, like, it's. I can tell that you can probably, like, feel the music and feel the presence. The, like, the phenomena of emotion right. that's occurring, yeah. But, like, what you said, it for me, it becomes a question of, like, every church or every person, every religious institution of some mm-hmm. sort has a theology. Yeah, you buying like, into something. Right, we in school for this right now. Right. And so whether it's explicit, meaning that they say, hey, this yeah. these are my apologetics. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. I believe you must take communion. I mm-hmm. believe, you know, these things. Even if it's whether it's explicit or it's implicit, meaning th- these are the things we do, but we don't really name exactly what we believe. There right. is a theology behind it, right? And so the question becomes: What is Kanye's the like? So you're up there, you're worshiping God or Christ or whoever, but for me, in the back of my mind, there's like a question of: Okay, the trappings are nice, yeah. like. The music is nice. The clothes are nice. The gathering people is nice. Yeah. The ritual is nice. All these things are nice. But behind that, what exactly are you saying? Kanye? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. for me to tack on to you and your beliefs, I need to know exactly what you believe. Listen, for me to wear those pajamas, I got to know what I'm, <laughs> I gotta know what I'm buying into. <laughs> you know when to wear some $3,000 no, light good. blue jail looking pajamas? <laughs> That's not what you want to wear? As long as they're going to let me be in the quiet. <laughs> right. And so, like... If I'm being like, so it's funny. I before we had this episode, I called my mom just to be like, oh, you know, we're about to record, you know, yeah. whatever. And she's like, oh, what's the topic this week? And so I'm <laughs> like, oh, we're talking about Kanye. And she's like, I had to pray about it. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you being mad dramatic, mommy? What, like, what are you praying about yeah. exactly? And she's she know. like, right. <laughs> she, I'm dead. Truth mommy is really know not exactly with this. know what she's praying about. Right. <laughs> she 
She's like, you know, I don't really like Kanye, but I saw his new song yeah. and I love it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. rocking with it. And I can tell, like, he's in the studio with Kirk Franklin <laughs> and it has, like, early 90s gospel vibe when gospel was, like, really hitting. And it's like, I like the music, yeah. but I don't like Kanye. <laughs> and she's, like, dead serious. I love that. And, like, she really got me thinking. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I could walk alongside Kanye on his journey. Yeah. I can enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. I if he says something that is profound and like touches me, I can yeah. even follow, you know, what he's saying. But I as an individual person, mm-hmm. I'm not following Kanye anywhere. <laughs> not I no am not okay. following Kanye West <laughs> to a damn place. First of all, he on one. Second right. of all, he's a complete a hole. Yeah. Third of all, your whole lifestyle it's like you're screaming Christianity, you're screaming a certain set of values. Yeah. But your whole lifestyle it's is opposite. saying something else. And for me, it's like, I believe in the power of music. Everything yeah. Truth was saying about like, the the scientific and spiritual ways in which music affects us, I'm with it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all, if y'all know, I know Truth is familiar about the, the Coltrane church. There's yeah. a church of mm-hmm. John Coltrane mm-hmm. in uh, San Francisco. So John Coltrane is, one of my very favorite artists. Mm-hmm. He's a jazz musician. He wrote, composed, and performed A Love Supreme. It is one of the most spiritually ascendant pieces of music I've yeah. ever heard. Like, mm-hmm. when you listen to this, it's just like, you want to just give thanks to God. Yeah. And people found what he, like the music he made so touching, so life-giving and meaningful that after his death, they made him a patron saint. And I'm going to say quote-unquote patron saint. But, you know, they made him a patron saint of the Church of Coltrane. Mm -hmm. And at the Church of Coltrane, it's basically like five-hour jam sessions mm-hmm. where musicians come and they they improvise and there's prayers and liturgy. Yeah. And so, like, it's... They a, have a structure. Right. It's, yeah. it's a church. Yeah. But it's just kind of, like, throughout the church, yeah. there's... Um, this improv. Improv. Jam, yeah. Which seems like an amazing way to give thanks, yeah. to, to connect with God. Yeah. But that's a little different than what I see Kanye doing. Yeah. You know? And so, like, it's hard for me because, like, my my cognitive brain, mm-hmm. like, you know, smart yaya that says, oh, no, yes, you can bring people to God mm-hmm. through music. You don't need to take traditional routes. Yeah. Like, you know, please, I believe that. Yeah. But when it's coming from Kanye, I just don't believe it. I don't doubt that he believes in God, but I think, for me, Kanye walks a very thin line between him believing in God and him believing he is the God. And for me, I think that line is so thin that whichever way he topples is the way he's going that day. Yeah. And if you follow him and oh, he you, has a bunch you of followers, and you go wherever he goes, hundred. that's where you're going. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I think that's where it's like so dangerous. I think where I'm most wary mm-hmm. is probably not so much with Kanye himself or his followers or his effect on the youth or whatever. It's probably more like kardashian influence on this whole thing yeah like when it comes down to it kanye is an artist a musical and stylistic or whatever artist married to an influencer who is a businesswoman in her own right who 
is now saying I'm going to move out of not any music, yeah, but like hip hop music, <laughs> the secular of secular. Right. Like not that hip hop is like the sec, not like the most secular. Yeah, music. yeah. Like, there's all types of secular music, but you know you're moving from one realm to yeah. another, and it's like, are you doing this for real? Are you ex? Then are you expanding your brand? Mm. Like, is this a Kanye spiritual endeavor or is this promotion for your next album and your promo. Yeezy stuff? Yeah. Is this like this church oh, the Yandy, merch? Right? The Yandy, oh, yeah, Yandy, Yandy. Excuse yeah. me. That's his next album. Mm-hmm. This church merch that you talked about. Yeah. Like, you are, is this concert merchandise? Yeah. And if it is concert merchandise, how do you feel about putting Holy Spirit? Without any context right. on concert merchandise that yeah. you're selling, like it's like there's like all these questions I have about, like kind of like I guess the Kardashian influence on yeah, this absolutely. endeavor, or just maybe the business influence on this mm-hmm. endeavor yeah. that makes me think like even the fact that like did you know Chris Jenner has like a legit church? Oh yeah, like not like a special Kanye. No, like, no. Oh, I'm rapping and singing church. No, she got like a church church. <laughs> like it's just not for me. No, that's all, and I'm gonna go that way. <laughs> right, you go that way, and I'm gonna go the other way. <laughs> follow the Kanye spirit. I'm gonna follow the Holy Spirit. Exactly. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing, and I'm gonna show you love from here. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. So, boom. We've gone over and over and over. Kanye Church. The yes. verdict is apparently no. <laughs> but let's uh, get into this whole cancel culture question. Yeah. So the internet's is all like Kanye's back. Kanye's mm-hmm. back. You know. But all in the midst of all of this publicity and stuff. Yeah. Where's this Kanye's canceled thing that was going on just a couple months ago? For real. Like. Like okay so. Let's be clear, right? For those of you that aren't up on the internet lingo, canceling is defined by Urban Dictionary as no longer morally, financially, and or digitally supporting people, usually celebs, um, events, workshops, films, TV shows, uh, for doing things that may have been unacceptable or problematic. So that's what we mean when we say canceled. Okay. My personal connotations of it is kind of like the crowd says that something is unacceptable. Like a word like unacceptable is really tricky. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you saying it's wrong? Are you saying it's unacceptable? Are you saying I personally think it's wrong? Or like the people, quote unquote, think it's wrong? So and that's, that's, right. that's the line, right? right? It's like who is saying it's unacceptable? Right. In, in my view of canceling, it's like, the crowd says something is unacceptable, yeah. and then we don't support you anymore, meaning that we don't pay for your stuff. Yeah. We don't... I think digital, for me, is, like, not supporting someone digitally. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. it's probably the the most important one thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't click on your stuff. I don't give yeah. you clicks. Uh-huh. We're not following you. Right. Not right. following you. <laughs> uh-huh. It's over. It's, it's done yeah. for you. You're mm-hmm. shut down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, We just... We're not messing with you no more. Right. And, like... If you have stuff going on, events, we not going. Right. <laughs> like, we just, we not doing it. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think cancel culture in general has, like, its ups and downs where it's been problematic, right? Because what the argument is that cancel culture is not good because mm-hmm. what we're, we're not actually reaching the solution to holding people accountable for what they're doing. We're kind of just, like, shunning them and that's it. Right. Right. And instead of holding them accountable to what whatever their action is. 
right? right? And so it's like everybody gets canceled nowadays, and then a couple months they'll be back, and everybody takes you back, and it's all good. You know right. what I mean? So like that that's from what I've read is like the issue. And I think, you know, as with anything that happens nowadays, there's like a million and one think pieces online about it. And so from what I've seen about cancel culture, another issue with it is that like no one really ends up getting canceled, actually. Yeah, exactly. Like we like like what's going on with Kanye. Exactly. We say one second you do something that people don't like and mm-hmm. they're like, you're canceled. Mm-hmm. But you are still getting so much support. Yeah. It's not stopping your bag. No, it's not, not stopping your pockets. Not really, you know. Two seconds later, you're back on the agenda. Yeah. It's like... Because, like, people... We end up talking so long about people who've been canceled as to why they're canceled that we keep talking about. Right. That's free publicity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I get... The, so, I get the reasoning behind this whole cancel culture thing. But I do agree to the fact that it doesn't hold the person accountable for what they're doing. I think the issue that I have with cancel culture is that it's come up to deal with things that people have done deep in their past. Mm-hmm. So it's like we couldn't be mad at them about it at that time, but we're collectively mad about it now. <laughs> and right. so we're going to bring that back and that's what it is. And so I think then we have where people take it to the extremes where people say stuff on Twitter six, ten years ago and it comes back. Yeah, we all say reckless stuff here and there. And it's like, well, where do we give people the room to grow and to know better and to know better than to to talk about this? Because... If they didn't know any better or if they just, you know, for whatever, you know, right. you're, you're young, you're dumb, yeah, you don't everybody care any grow. better. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's like 10 years later, you're going to hold somebody accountable for that. It's different if they're still doing that present day. But if you're going to dig it up to bring it 10 years later when they completely not doing that at all, I'm like, I think that's just stupid. Like you just, your home monitor is going to get a life. Like that's just it, you know? I think for me, I truth is bringing up an important distinction that we that we really want to talk about this mm-hmm. episode like the difference between judgment mm-hmm. and holding someone accountable mm-hmm. and so like one of when it comes to like canceling someone i just judged all those home monitors <laughs> <laughs> a little judgment a little, little judgy judgy here and there yeah, I mean, if y'all know me y'all know i judge i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no but like yeah accountability Mm -hmm. to me implies community where it's like we are in some type of relationship and you are responsible to me. Yeah. And because you're responsible to me, when you do something outside of your character, outside of what you said you were going to do, outside of your integrity, outside of our norms, outside of whatever, Mm -hmm. I then have to address that with you. Yeah. And so on one hand, it's like, quote unquote, cancel culture allows us to do that. Mm -hmm in a way that we didn't have power to do before. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we to be in community, like, social network community is weird. Because it's like, we know these celebrities, but we don't know them. Right. They're accountable to us, but they're not accountable Mm -hmm. to us. They talk to us? Right. But but, are they really talking to us? But are they really talking to us? (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, it's so true. And so it's like, when you're in community with someone, it's like, I'm going to check you on your BS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Judgment, on the other hand, for me creates a dynamic in which one person or one group of people is the judge and sits on high and gets to decide what's wrong, how it's wrong, how that's adjudicated, how it's punished, when the punishment is too much, when it's, you know, not enough. And I think that online, you know, everybody's a critic now. Everybody's an expert. Everybody wants to say their opinion. This whole, like, cancel, canceling thing really tiptoes 
not even tiptoes for some people it's just straight up judgment yeah where it's like especially what you said about like digging up old stuff mm-hmm. it's like i am a firm believer that people need to be accountable to their words even if it's yeah. you, even if it's you admitting you said it yeah of course i was wrong mm-hmm. i shouldn't have said it and i wouldn't say it today mm-hmm. the end yeah but you know you do have to be accountable of course said. yeah but i think the the judgment comes in as to who gets held accountable and who doesn't how harsh is how harsh is the public shunning of one person versus another yeah like you know i'm always waving my gender flag around yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it's so sexist how yeah. this canceling stuff works yeah someone like um Chrisette Michelle, right? Oh, R&B yeah. singer. She sings for Trump one time, literally a single performance, and her whole career is done. She gets yeah, lambasted online. Yet, someone like Kanye himself Where the wears MAGA, I love Trump, I'm meeting with mm-hmm. Trump, doing this. Please, Trump himself is president, so let's not even go there. Right. We want to talk about canceling. We could start with that fool. Right. But, you know... <laughs> There's all these men that yeah. get the benefit and get the redemption and get welcomed back into the fold. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many examples of women that I see that don't get extended the Every same day. mercy. And mm-hmm. even the fact that, like, who am I to give someone mercy? Right. Like, you know? Like, and so I'm, I'm really, like, I can see how canceling mm-hmm. can hold people accountable. Yeah. But I just feel like as an individual person, I'm really hesitant yeah. To cancel anybody. I agree. Like, I'm not one for canceling. No, me neither. I'm like, listen, I, I agree with what you said. Yeah, yeah, where hold people accountable to what they said, right? Because if somebody's showing you receipts, right. I think where it hit me for what you just said was this is for people that we really don't know. One, you're in like these social communities for people you really don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a community where we can say, yo, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, how, like, we would do in, like, outside of, like, this internet, right? Where if there is an issue, we can check the person. We can talk about a solution. But I feel like we've taken the concept of what, like, some church doctrines do of, like, you can't associate with these people. Mm-hmm. and have taken it in, like, a social media viral level. Oh, I never thought about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it just hit me of, like, yeah, like, we're, n- we're not going to associate with that person. It's like another form. Like, you're excommunicated. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, you're, you're excommunicated. Like, that's, like, how, as humans, the fact that we can still have the ability to do this, like, we we have learned nothing from having all this advancement in technology. Where it's like we are still finding a way to excommunicate someone. That's ridiculous. Right. We should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we should be. We should <laughs> right. Be, damn it. You know what I mean? Because it's like that doesn't hold someone accountable. Mm-hmm. You're just putting them over to the side because you don't want to deal with them. You know what I mean? And granted, it's not our job to deal with these celebrities and all the, the madness that they do, right? But I think we do have to hold people accountable, right? To the same standard. To the same standard, yeah, to the same standard. Hold people accountable because I agree. We ain't heard from Chrisette Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so messed ever up. Ever since then, it's messed up. But we keep hearing from all these raggedy other voices, right? Right. That it's like for what? Like for what? We don't cancel the same. That shows the flaw in cancel culture mm-hmm. because it's like whomever is deciding that is like the judge, jury, and executioner is just like real justice in real life. Like, right. this, that's like just where's it. the justice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so corny. Where's the justice? But no, where is the justice? Yeah, it's, it's 
we are literally doing the same thing we do on an everyday level. Like it's it's not hurting nobody's pockets, right? Because it, there's a lot of stuff that we could cancel out. And, <laughs> and you know, actually, to speak to that point, I think it's important also, at least for me, when I think of canceling, because I've been thinking like, okay, I'm talking all this smack about, oh, I don't cancel, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be judgmental, whatever, whatever, whatever. But who have I canceled? Like, what what yeah. have I canceled? And so. I can truly only think of one actual person that I canceled. That's yeah. R. Kelly. I don't care. Oh, and I, 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 been, been I canceled, canceled R. Kelly since high school. Exactly. And like maybe like four or five. Like he's like, been done. Like you said, the music draws you in. He don't use the moniker Pied Piper for nothing. No. Like there's like the pedophile-ish type of things about that. Yeah, but then there's like, if you think about the Pied Piper, literally, yeah. it's using music to draw people against their will mm-hmm. and like and to follow yeah. this person. And so yeah. I really know people, like I personally know people that mm-hmm. love R. Kelly. Of course. And they, well, I don't say they love him, but they just love his the music. music. It's yeah. been the soundtrack to their lives mm-hmm. and they've, you know, all these things. I don't personally excuse that, but that's neither here nor there. Right, right, right. But that music component Oh no, is it's real. real. It's so real. So cool, right? Yeah. Canceled R. Kelly. Yeah. I haven't canceled other people, but I have canceled corporations. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And so, like, it actually doesn't take me much to cancel a corporation. (laughs) If I get bad customer service two times in a row, you're canceled. You're (laughs) You're canceled. And I'm writing a Google review. (laughs) I'll be on it. When you see Yelp, see my face. (laughs) Because I'll be on it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. The thing about cancel culture that I think is good is when it comes, not for people per se, because I feel like it's very, like you said, it's, it's dehumanizing. Of it's, course, yeah. You, to just cancel a person and excommunicate them, that doesn't allow us to be in community, to work to our fullest potential, to yeah. like find a way for us all to express ourselves within community. Yeah. But when it comes to like corporations particularly, yeah, I'm for canceling. Like yeah, I think absolutely. there's very few ways that... W- as individual citizens, we have any power against the corporation. Yeah. And canceling, boycotting, turning your back on, yeah. <laughs> not participating in what these corporations do and have done is one way. Like I don't Absolutely. I don't even watch the NFL. Like I've never been a football person, but when Kaepernick canceled the NFL Oh, well, I, I canceled the NFL yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I refuse to <laughs> like, because you're absolutely right. Like like yeah, yeah know, man. I could talk reckless or whatever, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I love being in community because I know it's important, right? And because I know what it's like also to be an outsider within a community, mm-hmm. I value community even more. And so even when people mess up, I try to do my best to be able to, how can we fix it? Because I don't think excommunication is the actual solution. Mm-hmm. But I think with these corporations, we know already like our our value and like the monetary value that we bring to like these businesses and all the money we bring in and so like if we really took our energy to like boycott these places and and, like not spend money like they would get the message you know what i mean but it's like we we don't not on like a major like if we did that in the same way we cancel these celebs i think then we could really make a change Mm. say that i say this all the time about like being eco right if we want to like stop using plastic bags it's simple like they could just stop making them that that's it's really that it really is that simple right but they don't want to because they're profiting off of it right but it's like if 
if we if don't we make enough noise, make you know a mean? demand for exactly. it, then there will be, then there won't be any. Right. Leave no them there with the, it, leave right. them there with all their plastic bags. See what they're gonna do. They will stop making it because they won't be making sure, money. They'll turn it. around and make some type of eco-friendly to sell it to you <laughs> and call it recycled. <laughs> then up the price on exactly. it and sell it right back to you. Exactly. And then you can buy it. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's you know what I mean. So it's like yeah, we we really do hold a lot more power than we think we do. And it's like if we could take this quote unquote cancel culture and put it towards some other things instead of just individual celeb lives, like I think we, that is like a better way to like push that. So we've been talking a lot about judgment, accountability, how do we know the difference? And one way for me particularly that I I think about it is accountability keeps you in community Mm -hmm. judgment excludes you from community yeah and what we wanted to do is kind of leave you all with two verses to think about two bible verses um scriptural verses to to think about um to compare and contrast the two and so um when it comes to judgment uh i'll read james 4 11 through 12 Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? In Matthew eighteen sixteen on accountability and community says if your brother sins against you go and confront him privately if he listens to you you have won your brother over but if he will not listen take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses if he refuses to listen to them tell it to the church and if he refuses to listen even to the church Regard him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. So the 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 pagan part that was a little we'll say that's a little testy, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> that's a derogatory term. But yeah. um, what just, just accountability? Yeah. Like if yeah, if someone wrongs you, if they do something wrong, then yes, like how we would say now, check them. You right. know, go up to them, talk to them, because many times, even when people say stuff that's like left field, or do something, it could be one that they don't know. Two, there's other stuff going on. Or three, it was just misspoken, misinterpreted, whatever it may be. So it's more like, don't be so fast to shun someone, but instead bring them in, talk to them, instead of, like, talk to them personally. Go to them. You know, be active in that accountability. Be active in that community. Don't just sit back and just let it be. Just be active and be direct. Right. And even in terms of the last part, the last verse where it says, and if he refuses to even listen to the church, regard him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I think what, what I get from it is when someone acts repeatedly out of character and out of community, it is okay for them to no longer be in your community. Yeah. You don't have to treat everyone as intimately as you would your family or your close friends. However, as a spiritually aware person, as a Christian, as an ethical person, whatever, you treat all people as people. You treat them, Mm -hmm. you know, you you treat them as your neighbors, even if they're not 
in your spiritual community right. or in your family. Mm-hmm. And so it I think it just drives home the message that you you talk to someone, you bring them to the community. Yeah. You bring them to the institution. And if that still doesn't work, then you know you, you just be. can't be as close as you were yeah. at one point. That's it. And and I think you said that right where they don't have to be part of your immediate community, but we will still respect them as a person and still value their humanity. And I think that's the most important. As long as we keep valuing each other's humanity, then we're in good. We're doing good. Yeah. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Hey, beautiful people. Today is Tuesday, April 30th, and you're listening to Keeping Time with Yaya. Ramadan season is rapidly approaching for our Muslim family. This year's Ramadan falls on May 5th to June 4th. Ramadan is a celebration period, which includes intense fasting and prayer. It's also a time for the Muslim community to draw nearer to Allah, or God, through spiritual and physical detoxification. It's a time to be reminded of the suffering of the less fortunate. So, Ramadan Mubarak to all of my Muslim brothers, sisters, and friends out there. It's time for the moon reading. As we anticipate May 4th's new moon, consider that spiritual act of fasting and the ways that it's been used across religious traditions in Islam, Christianity, and African traditional religions to clarify the body and bring us in closer connection to the divine. You should only partake in dietary restrictions in accordance with your health and medical needs. However, fasting in the time surrounding May 4th's new moon may be a good thing. Even if it's only for a set number of hours per day, maybe between when you go to sleep the previous night and 2 p.m. the following day, or even fasting for a full day or days if you've got the stamina, could be a good opportunity for a spiritual and physical reset. It's a chance to detox your body and your soul. And if you do it around the days of the new and full moons, the effects may be amplified as well. Okay, so uh, for community pastoral care, we have a listener who hit us up and basically, long story short, Mm -hmm. is like she goes to work every day. She's working her little nine to five. Right, right, <laughs> she's right. A, we got a, a fellow brokey listener. <laughs> and she's like, she has limited funds. Right. But when people are asking for help when, when she's on her commute, she always feels like her heartstrings being tugged. Yeah. She feels like, oh, my goodness, I need to help these people. Yeah. I should give my money. But the other side of her brain and heart is saying, but I don't even have it. Right. And so I can't be giving you my dollars. Right. And so she turned to us, mm-hmm. Real Talk on God Talk, and you all, the Real Talk on God Talk mm-hmm. community, to ask, is she ethically and morally obligated to give? Like, when we see panhandlers, what do we do? Right. You know, we're quote, unquote, good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I turned the other way. Right. Across the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all avoid. Right. Nah. Yeah. But, um, and so before we actually give our answer, yeah. I just want to say, this li- this listener actually did not really ask us a religious question. Yeah, no. Um, and so we're not gonna so much tell you what the Bible or what the Torah or mm-hmm. you know what the Quran says about it. You all, all of the good books are rife yeah. with you know 
do good, help your neighbor, you mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. So you all can go and look for yeah. that yourself. Um, what we're going to give is our experience, what we do ethically, yeah. you know, what's one way to approach yeah. what, you know, you live in New York City or any other major city, you're going to come across. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and how do you deal with it? And so, Truth, how do you deal with it? <laughs> she gave me that look like girl you know you already you know. already know um so i think there's a two so the way i deal with it is i usually don't like giving out money right mm-hmm. uh for if people ask me so in my own neighborhood i know the people who have an addiction right and i i ethically and morally feel that i cannot give money to someone who has an addiction for them to go and feed that addiction. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather feed them food than to have on my conscience that they got high off of my dollar <laughs> or like they went in further into their addiction. Crack is whack. Yeah, crack <laughs> is cheap. <laughs> like, right. You know, like it's just, it is for me, I just, I can't do it. And I, I refuse to, like that's just one thing I, I don't do. I don't give my, especially if I know someone has an addiction, it's just, I will give food all out all day every day, but I will I'm, I will not give that dollar, and that's just that's my ethics. That's right. my you know that's my that's my own moral compass. So, and usually when the at least in my experience when I've been approached, you know, they're asking for food or coffee or anything like that. So, I'll usually go into like the nearest shop and I'll, I'll ask them like what what they want, like what do they want to eat and what do they want to drink, and I'll buy for them and bring you know bring it to them. Um, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. There's other times where I'll do little packages of like a sandwich oh, that's and nice. a drink and a fruit, <clears throat> and then I'll go around and and like I feel weird talking about it because like it's just stuff that I, I do like for me and um I, I'll go around and if I if I see people who are homeless and like they're hungry I'll ask them you know if they want something to eat and then I I give them those bags and so for, that's I just don't like giving out the money. Right. And so it's like, I'm not going to give you the dollar. Yeah. I, you know, I either most likely don't have it or if I have it, I don't feel comfortable knowing yeah. that a dollar is going out of my pockets into some drug dealer's pockets. Yeah. Like, and so, okay, I feel mm-hmm. you. I hear you on that. Um, Me personally, I think I look at it a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people, like the listener, where it's like, my heartstrings really do be getting tugged on the train. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. when I'm on the train with my husband, (laughs) catch me on a good day. Everybody Uh, getting money. (laughs) Um, And and I I personally feel like if you, once it leaves my pockets, it's not my responsibility anymore. It's Uh on you. All I know is that you asked for help and I provided the help that I thought I could. Mm -hmm. Um, To answer the listener's question, I guess, uh, tangibly, Mm -hmm. um, an approach that I try to use is you can't give money to every single person you're broke yourself. That would not be fiscally responsible. You're going to be asking with them. Right. You're going to be asking right next to them next. And so an approach that I've been using lately is if I know I can't give money or I don't have money on me, I try to at least give my attention, like my full attention Mm -hmm. and a little blessing. Okay. And so like, that's not money. Like, you know, this is the real world. People need money. However, (laughs) it's like, if I just straight up don't have it and we're on the train and somebody says, you know, I'm on the train. I'm sorry. I want your attention today. So many people roll their eyes Mm -hmm. and look the other way and either go from just being apathetic 
to being like straight up disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. And it just sickens me like yeah, that. Because it's, it's not really, necessary. Right. It's, it's not like, necessary at all. This person's already humbling themselves so much to ask a train full of strangers for anything. For you to then disrespect them is like, mm-hmm. come on, you kicking somebody while they're down. Yeah. And so I've really been trying to intentionally, when someone asks, even if I can't give, I will look at them. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, say good evening. I will try to at least be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't have. Yeah. I'll acknowledge mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like at least if I can't pay them some money, I could pay them some respect. Some attention. I, I, some attention, some something. I mean, I think I've even heard like on train, they'll be like, you know, even a smile helps and... Yo, right. that's all I got that thing. Right. You're going to get the biggest Kool-Aid <laughs> smile ever, bro. Like, About like, to give my landlord a smile <laughs> next. Like, I really don't have it. And so to answer yeah. the listener's mm-hmm. question, at least from my perspective, yeah. it's you. I don't think that you are morally or ethically obligated to give someone that's panhandling yeah. your cash. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to and you can, great. You yeah. should. Um, if you have it and you don't give it, despite feeling like you want to, mm-hmm. that's something you need to interrogate for yourself. Mm-hmm, yeah. Both why you want to, like what what are you getting from giving them yeah. something and why you would have it and not give them. Mm-hmm. And so... And on the flip side to that, also interrogate if you feel you always have to give. Right. Because that's, that's something you got to interrogate as well. Like, right. you know, you can't carry the whole world on your shoulders. You, you can't hand out a dollar to everybody, right, if you barely got it. Right. So, but I think the main thing is don't feel bad if if you can't that day. You know, right. it's okay. If you can't that week or that month, don't feel bad. It's okay. And like you said, I like that where like you give a smile, you give a blessing, that it doesn't cost you nothing. Right? You know, like you right. there's all these other things that we can give to people to just acknowledge their humanity, especially I think to people who are homeless, that their humanity isn't seen. But at least if you're like looking at them, acknowledging them, smiling at them, I think that's something and that's better than nothing. And I think outside of the holidays where people do remember that we do have homeless people, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's other stuff that we can do. And so it's like you don't need to feel guilty if in that moment you just don't got it. Right. And, you know, to kind of jump on that train yeah. of thought, it's like if you consistently are feeling the urge to give individual dollars to people that you see in need then now might be the time to like take real action yeah like there are organizations that you can give your time to if money's not a thing yeah. like if, if you feel your heartstrings tugging mm-hmm. but you're like yo i'm not about to give my dollar to this person who i know is about to use it for something yeah, i'm not exactly. with go to, soup then go to the soup kitchen you know donate your clothes yeah you know there's just there's so many there's ways you- to give that mm-hmm. it's an excuse to say i'm broke i ain't got it Cash is not the only way. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Cash isn't the only way. There's even, like, programs where you can help people with resumes and, you know, people who are trying to get a foot, you know? All sorts of things we could do. So it's, yeah, absolutely right. To say that just because you ain't got your dollar, you can't do nothing, that's just, it's an excuse. You're empowered. You can do it, listener. You can do a lot. You can do a lot. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, thank you, uh, listener, for that great question. And... This is it, Yaya's wrapping up our final episode of season one. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thank you, Real Talk on God Talk fam, for joining us for season one. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Real Talk on God Talk. Find us on Facebook, Real Talk on God Talk. And follow us on Twitter, Real Talk on God T, the number one.
so you can stay up to date with all the stuff that we will have planned for season two. We're going to put up some questions. Let us know what you want to hear for season two. Send us your ideas, your thoughts, questions. Send all of that to us because we got some stuff cooking up and we want more and more ideas. Yes, yes. And we're going to stay engaged on this little hiatus that we're taking. Yeah, so you won't completely miss us, miss us. Yeah, not at all. We, If you want a follow back, now is the time. School is done. <laughs> we real. are ready to <laughs> engage with our Real Talk and God Talk family for real. Yeah. So we're following. We're commenting. We're going to be all up on your page, yes. liking all your pictures. <laughs> so get ready. Commenting on everything. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have a day when I take over where I, Yaya, that's me, hi. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> now, where I take over the Twitter account. There's going to be a day when Truth takes over the Twitter yep. account. We are, we're on it. Right? Yeah, and if, um, if you're already on Twitter, y'all seen I've been leaving some of my little thoughts out there. Thank you to y'all who have been responding. I really feel appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Yaya needs to take over because... <laughs> I've been scared of Twitter, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm coming. Don't That's worry. And I got going. mad opinions. That's I got right. a lot of opinions. <laughs> um, so thank you, everyone, for joining us on episode 13, wrap-up of season one. Yeah. Make sure you go back, listen to our entire season. If you missed any episode, hit us up in our comments. Share it with a friend. Download it on iTunes. Review, review, review. Five stars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Oh, I'm going to miss you all. See you soon. Love you. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You told me too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.